आई वी एम दिस इज ऑडियो ज्ञान एंड आई एम योर होस्ट केदार निमकर वेलकम टू अ डीप डाइव इन टू द माइंड ऑफ ल्यूमिनरीज फ्रॉम द इंडियन क्रिएटिव वर्ल्ड Today we have Sharad Chauhan with us on Audio Can. Sharad is a partner and chief designer at GDD, which is an Indian-based design studio founded in 2015. He's an industrial designer with over 13 years of experience, having worked with Whirlpool, Samsung, and now his own venture. I think his at his core it's an industrial design, but has been making home appliances, and that's what we are going to talk about and and dig further in today's session. So welcome, Sharad, uh, to Audio Can, and it's a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you so much, Kedar. Thank you so much for sort of you know getting me onto your show. No, yeah, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, awesome, great. Thanks. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've taken industrial designers' ke bahut kam interviews, uh, so I thought uh, I wanted to just dig further how these things are made. It started off with uh, Narendra Ghatte, who uh, works at Tata Electric. That was the first one, and then mm-hmm. bunch of. Uh, theoretical ones one with teej chauhan um uh, so yeah. yeah so there been like few of them but not very actively so i thought uh, i'll i'll pick your brains as to how uh, home <laughs> appliances are made and mainly i mean i understand industrial design is such a vast uh, topic almost everything you touch is sort of design <laughs> true true actually yeah yeah so i wanted to start off by if you can just set the stage by telling us like what all is covered under home appliances when it comes to industrial design mm-hmm. i mean is it like are there any industry definitions or are there any traditional categories ki baba safety pin is not industrial design <laughs> or a microwave is right is there any broad mm-hmm. bucket uh, like those so in a very basic way see uh, you have uh, interviewed a lot of guys from the from the academic background so you must have got the academic definition there like about the whole problem solving bit right so i'll keep that aside actually my whole approach towards the entire profession is very hands on so my entire responses will be sort of in that manner mm-hmm. yeah so uh, when it comes to industrial design i mean anything that can be made with a mass manufacturing process okay yeah that comes under the banner of industrial design okay so it takes all the way from a safe safety pin to a ship so you know then it sets the context straight because the aim is to actually sort of get your creative expression out using the mass manufacturing methods that are there for you to work on and uh, one always thanks their clients to actually provide us the right canvas on which we can actually express ourselves so in a nutshell something that's working with mass manufacturing processes and has a major design sort of a thing so i keep that under industrial design okay okay yeah. and uh, but there must be something to do with home appliances right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah so so any See. criteria which tick and then you qualify it to be a home appliance yeah something that use that you actually use in your everyday life like you know you actually start from your from your morning so you know it can sort of start from your electric toothbrush all the way to your iron to your geyser to your microwave to your washing machine so your everyday objects you know that you use at home yeah so those are your home appliances you know 
So that's how it is. And I have the major reason I've got more home appliance sort of products in my portfolio is because uh, I've been working uh, primarily in the Indian context. Yeah. So what happens here is that most of my clients, they are guys from a home appliance background or like they are, they are product owners or product managers who are working with home appliance companies and they think that I can make a difference to their products. And that's where I come in. I have also worked on other stuff, uh, which is sort of linked to mobile phones and, you know, lighting and all that stuff. But I do a lot of home appliances. So understanding kitchen scenarios, how do people really function in their kitchen environments, that plays a major role. Interesting. But I'm more sculptural for that matter, you know. I always draw a line that way because at times people do ask me that, okay, what's the new thing that you've made? So I usually don't have an answer there. But uh, most of it has been a part of my creative expression, my creative sculptural expression and how I'm able to use manufacturing processes to sort of express that. So in a nutshell, I hope it sort of somehow answers your question. Yeah, yeah. No, in fact, I want to get really broad. Yeah. yeah, yeah. In fact, I'm more keen when you said sculptural and sort of creative expression because whatever I comprehend, these physical mm-hmm. products, especially which are used day in and day out, mm-hmm. it's almost like muscle memory. Like if you don't like in our digital UI interface, if you don't keep the search on top right, it sort mm-hmm. of disorients you, right? Or if mm-hmm. if the start suddenly, if you change where to start from, it it disorients mm-hmm. you. Where like. I'm sure every designer wants to make things invisible as intuitive, as natural as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that yeah. comes with challenges of like you imparting or or giving that your original touch to it or or sort of the creative expression to it. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. so like how do you make it invisible, especially in the home appliances or in general, right? Industrial usage, but okay, yet have uh, unique experience for that. If, if your that, whole question is really heavy, okay, because I'm a little low on my IQ at times, <laughs> like you know, I'm not really able to give very, very proper answers. But then, you know, just to put things in a very simple way, see, the way a refrigerator or a mixi or a washing machine gets made, you know, it hasn't really changed a lot. Okay, from the mm-hmm. time a washing machine was invented, there is a drum that sort of works on a motor, it spins your clothes around and you're done. Same is the case with the mixie. There is again a motor. It actually spins your phone around and you're done. And there's a microwave that actually sort of, there is this magnetron there that works a certain way. It sends out microwaves. It heats your food and you're done. Okay. So when it comes to sort of uh, rapid innovation, okay, mm. like sort of quick innovation, like how you talked about the search icon on the right. And at times if you place it on the left. So <laughs> when it comes to sort of appliances, it's not that easy because if a company really wants to change the core working, there is a lot of platform level change. You know, it's a lot like saying that that I'll have to change how Android works or I'll have to change how iOS works. So if you want to really change how your OS works, then you'll have to really work on your OS. Then yeah. that calls for a lot of investment, right? Like you'll have to get a lot of people and get the right sort of developers to work on that and then sort of go forward. So the products I work on a lot these days okay because my personal practice is not too old it's about five six years old and even before when i was in whirlpool and samsung i somehow ended up in the home appliance team because you know like for me the major catch there was that uh, as i finished design school okay i finished design school back in 2008 yeah 
2007 I started working. So 2007-2008 I finished my design school. Post that I always uh, wanted to sort of uh, work on those objects where I can sort of uh, express myself in terms of the form and the aesthetics. I always knew what the function is. So as an industrial designer, as a product designer, like your function is foremost, right? You can't really argue on that or change it in some way or the other or change it in a very weird way out of your own women fancies. But I've always looked for larger products. So home appliance basically has larger products. So I can actually go down and really do something to them so that they start looking differentiated. So that became my key skill set after a point that sort of, you know, I could uh, make products look differentiated. Like my key brief used to be at times, I hope I'm on track. I hope I'm yes, yes. No, no, yeah. perfect, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So my key brief most of the time used to be, dude, make this really nice, okay? Because as far as the design process goes, I understand. Like, okay, too many people might say, yeah, Sharad is talking about something which is very skin level, okay? Very like surface. He's not talking about deep design, but that's how my briefs used to come to me. That, mm. you know, make it really sorted, make it really sort of slick. So I used to do my thing and it sort of has worked for me in some way or the other. I see most of the industrial designers practicing that and sort of working on those lines. But uh, yeah, that's that's for me. I really wanted to work on large objects which I could touch and feel. And home appliance seemed to be the right category because seeing myself work on mobile phones, they're just a black break, man. You know, you can't really do much. Hmm. You know, so <laughs> because I have been in those projects where I have designed a feature phone, I have designed a couple of smartphones, but then, uh, you know, there was not too much I could do there. Probably if I get a project now, I might sort of do something on it. Hmm. But yeah, you know, that's the reason I sort of enjoy doing home appliances. Hmm. And also because the vendor network I have here, because if I have to really prototype small sort of products, you know, like a watch or like a phone or or like a earpiece or something like that. Then the kind of prototyping facilities were they're not that good here. They are okay. But when I say they are good ones here, no doubt. Okay, there are some really good ones, but the ones near my house or like near my office, they aren't that great because I really frequent the model shops, like the workshops a lot. So I'm mm-hmm. waiting for the time when we can get really good prototyping facilities which work on smaller products and give a Awesome finish and awesome. And you know that these larger objects also give uh-huh. interest because like if you take this washing machine example, right? There's a drum. Mm-hmm. But so as a layman, there's a drum, but there are like maybe countless other things around it which puts that entire thing in one box. Yeah, yeah. So you Absolutely. get those, you get those more moving parts to play around with, and that's why you are interested in larger objects. Or is it mm-hmm. some other criteria I also? Get, I, I, I actually get to play around with them on a larger scale. So there is more of plastic that I'm molding around. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's the fun. I mean, just to put it in a very sort of simple way, when you, if you look at a car, right? If you look at automobile design, right? The way the car works hasn't changed a lot. Okay, now you have moved to EVs, but mm. the standard combustion engine that sort of works, it hasn't, the core hasn't changed a lot. You, know? yeah. you might sort of sort of tweak a few things here and there and you might just get the new thing. But in the case of that, you know, the basic shell is what puts a smile on your face, right? When you look at a photo, oh, wow, nice, right? So that thing that comes in an automobile, like when you see a car, like, okay, this is so cool, so nice. So that's the smile I want to get on my user there when they see my stuff in the 
sort of uh-huh. in the like in the shops or in a mall that okay this thing is nice what is this uh-huh. i have had instances where you know i have designed something it looks really nice it sort of works okay but the product is not right you know the motor is not functioning well the basic some of the electronics are not nice so design is dependent on a lot of stakeholders you know everyone has to do their part in the best way so we keep learning and we keep moving forward so, mm-hmm. yeah beautiful so let's let's take this example because i'm now very fascinated with this uh, say you pick up uh, say washing machine or a microwave and help us understand like how this process works because when you said kini yaar matlab people might be commenting ki sharat superficial i don't think so at all kyunki ha matlab core se change karne ke liye to then you are challenging excel only fir tum matlab can excel design so so matter it's it's to change the skin also sometimes yeah 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 so i really sort of respect the fact that you know design like good design is sort of something which comes out of the collaboration of the right stakeholders with the right mindset and then you have something Yeah, so yeah. that's how sort of you know good products really work you know Connect. so if you no, and and sorry sorry to interrupt but and i also want uh-huh. to acknowledge or tell the listeners one beautiful insight which i derived just now is that so after 13 14 years of experience at least it's a great spot to be in that what are your core strengths and what you are lacking and where you want to head to right yeah, yeah. sometimes yeah. it happens that there are these designers who are probably 10 years of experience and think mm-hmm. achieve mm-hmm. out of data rams level which is <laughs> so so it's a it's a good thing that's why i want to just double click on this ki nah, washing machine le and and uh, if you can help us ki prototype kaise rehta hai kya mold hote hain aha start to end batao maza aa jayega yaar theek hai so uh Okay, usually I like keeping things very, very simple. Okay, so, mota mota, I'll just tell you how it sort of really works. Hmm. So, the moment I get a product to design, if it's a washing machine, what I do is I get the washing machine from my office. I open up the entire thing. I actually call my engineering team. The guys just just actually join it. So, we. Ye, sorry, I'm a little little interrupt. Ah, ah. So, ye ek lete ho ki baat sare market mein jo top hai ya wo benchmark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. something that's benchmarked if i talk about the whole process of making home appliances okay i do not want to get into that i research i design then i i give it off to the engineer okay let's not talk about that okay because that's the first thing that you get when you type on the internet okay so the way i really work is that okay it's the same it's not <laughs> like it's not anything new it's the same design process but uh, just to actually put it out there i do uh, when it comes to research i do spend about a month sort of talking to people going into their homes documenting it how are people using it because it's a lot like saying sometimes you do a lot of research and nothing might come out okay and that's okay that's not a problem sometimes you do a lot of research and even if one thing that comes out right even if it's a very small thing makes a lot of sense you know so you are always looking for that one small thing or like two three small things so most of the times when it's that one small thing that you want to sort of extract out of a research you are able to do that but that's the research phase so i have my team they help me around we go into people's home we talk to them video record them make uh, videos of them using their sort of appliances and then we sort of analyze that data and we pick out a few points okay like your like your regular post it methods you know so we actually pick out something yeah this is what we'll do so once mm-hmm. once when that posted story is over and you made your presentation that okay this is what we have and 
yeah. yeah and and within that uh, sometimes these smaller nuances also help the marketing team maybe because that's yeah, how you're positioning it yeah absolutely absolutely because see my aim is that if i'm working with my stakeholders i need to get a lot of, lot out of the marketing guys also yeah because they have some serious inputs because they are the ones who will be sort of number crunching and all those things we don't really number crunch a lot i mean at least i don't really number crunch too much so i give them the right data which sort of they can process it there actually let me know ki shara let's do this or why not we try this or if we do something very out of the box it might call for a big investment so let's go for a smaller idea like that and let's put this idea in our product okay so that is just one bit now when it comes to actually designing it okay okay what do you really do so what i do is i i actually buy the product if it's a washing machine i actually buy one or two of them i open them up completely i do a complete product tear down where i look at each part like how each part is made how it is coming together what are the methods in which all these parts are joined together i build a certain understanding of it since i've been doing it since a while so that's where the 13 years actually help yeah so you have a good understanding of how something is put together like for instance if we actually talk about a human like how you are actually put like together in a whole presentable packages that you you actually put on your socks you actually wear your shoes you wear your jeans you comb your hair you sort of trim your beard and all those things right so it takes a package for something to be presentable so i understand the entire sort of product once i actually tear it down understand even but this also includes mm-hmm. I mean, in case of washing machine, there are these huge chips or whatever, like PCBs were set. Mm-hmm. So you also di- like decode or un- like understand them. Yeah. Or- okay. yeah, yeah, I do, I do, I do. Because uh, when I open up all these parts, so let's start from the base. There is a motor, the great motor, which runs and does everything in this world. The entire universe runs on a motor nowadays. So there is a motor which actually runs everything, and where you control it from is where your entire PCB is. so uh what all functions are there in the pcb is the pcb really useful or not so that's the point where the ux actually comes into picture where you actually test out the usability and see how best you can actually improve that so i do take a look at the pcb i do take a look at the motor so the thing is there was a time i was doing this tear down activity at a client's office and i was actually asked that you are not really doing engineering sharan why have you really opened up everything so i actually tell them that you know okay because of the mix of people i have in my office there is a equal mix they are like mechanical engineers and the industrial designers so it's a equal mix so we need to understand everything at every level so that even if something comes up later we always have the answer yeah. right so so now this works for a, so the good part about being an industrial designer is you can actually look at any product out there sort of whenever i start a product if i have to make a pair of speakers i'll, I'll actually open up a few speakers check them out iron i'll actually open it up so that's the opening up bit right so once i'm done with that i've actually understood how this works then i think okay if i have to change the configuration if i have to put something here or there as per my user research i actually do that and i sort of make basic blocks of what my ideas can be and and i actually make those blocks in my 3d software yeah so once i've put those blocks together then i start sketching over them yeah then i do a lot of sketches for that matter if i like the entire sketching process in the studio runs for a while so we actually get down to making ideas we we actually sketch about 50 ideas out of which we choose four and we choose those four and then we we again iterate over them 
make make like another 10 20 30 then choose four then sort of hydrate more over them then choose four so when you do it for about two to three weeks then what happens is that your entire brain gets drained out you know and you have understood the product pretty well just on paper on now like ipad so once that happens and now we have a good picture of what we really need to do what are the core three four ideas after that we move on to our cad softwares right mm. so once we move on to cad software they are different kind cad softwares okay there's one that a normal designer like me understands so i use those i create something then i give it off to my engineers to create better surfaces out of them like you must have heard this term class a surface like i've okay. heard textures and lighting in 3d studio okay, max perfect <laughs> <laughs> no, perfect that is good enough that is good yeah. enough mm-hmm. so i give it off to my engineers to make a good surface out of it so between that process i sort of uh, after going through all this i actually end up with about 3 to 4 good looking concepts this is what we need to do detailed out to a level because obviously if you have understood the entire platform the entire product you'll end up detailing it in a good way right so once i've done all that then i give it off to my stakeholders then they choose something out of it that okay this thing works for us now this is just like you know one fourth of the battle okay yeah, so once actually. okay so once like that is done then i am sort of uh, sorry then, uh, sorry sorry to please. interrupt so when you share these sort of these images right matlab the the 3d software renders yes yes yeah, renders yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the stakeholders are also aware of uh, the sections and or are they just like gauging it from a aesthetic standpoint they are just gauging it from a aesthetic standpoint if there is someone in the team who has a good understanding because usually what like happens is that there is always someone from the engineering team also there and they would love to understand how does like how do all the cross sections work how does it how is it coming together so each of the concepts that i present it has all that data mm-hmm. at the end of the good looking picture that there is the cross section there is the assembly so all those things come in you know where i have to sort of throw in a few words at times <laughs> so yeah so once all that is done now starts the magic now this is where i give it up to the engineering team okay so now they have this weird looking object okay and they have to sort of make it real so now this is the most beautiful part of the entire process i mean i really enjoy this part because this is where true problem solving comes in you know because at time people say right i mean is this surface level job no it's not when you are actually sort of working hard with an engineering team right and thankfully the engineers i have worked with they are a damn good bunch of guys really skilled people they really enjoy these problem solving sort of scenarios where we are trying to create something it's not right let's push this curve a bit instead let's just put this surface here and how and my aim is to keep the design intent in place right so it's like a back and forth we keep checking through and through you know that if it's working or not so keep exchanging files hmm. we have one file they work on it they actually give it back to me it's a lot like what if in the ux scenario what if your engineers new figma right hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the whole catch. So in a way, me and my engineers use the same software. Yeah, and we try to detail it out, fix it. If I think that they can improve a detail here and there, they do. If if I need to fix something, they actually let me know. And at the end of this beautiful process, comes out something which is legit, you know, and which can be injection molded. Because after your drawings are finished, after you've done all your three D hoo ha. once all that jazz is done 
then it goes for tooling mm. right? tooling is when you take a big piece of metal and then you run a cnc machine on it and you basically carve it out so just to put it in a simple way i mean it's like how a cake is made like a cake is made in a mold right yeah like your mom actually pours the whole batter in it and she actually takes the cake out but she has to sort of choose that kind of a mold in which the cake comes out in a clear manner mm. that's all the logic you need like the entire cake should come out in a clear manner okay so once this goes for tooling and the entire tooling operation is done and the first few shots of your products are made this is called the t0 so this that's trial 0 then there's trial 1 So that's the first time they actually inject plastic into your product and they actually put it together and give it to you. That's where you start to take calls. Okay, let's can we fix this here? Can we do this there? Can we make a few tweaks? Just a few tweaks, okay, not too many. So we make those tweaks, and at this point, my team at least that's what I do in my process. I start to work on the color material finish also. Material is mostly plastic based, so it, it can be polycarbonate, it can be polypropylene, or any of ABS, so any of those. and we try to work around with colors we try to work around with finishes etching how do we work around with like etching and actually apply the right texture on the right part so uh, sorry sharad sorry sorry to interrupt again but ek ek bahut hi curious ho raha hu main so when you said when you said tooling na so cake mein kaisa hai ki bolo wo jo sancha hoga usme sancha sancha ha ha usme to like you'll put the batter and then it comes out right वैसे Like how will it work? Because say washing machine is a hollow piece inside. So mm-hmm. these these components like a drum mm-hmm. or the entire yeah 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 entire case are, are different different cases are different different and then you put them assembled together or I'm I'm unable to visualize yeah 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 see so every part is molded differently okay? so that that's like tooling for every piece yes yes tooling for oh. every piece hmm. now the oh. difference between the cake. and like this thing is that the cake is really thick okay that so that's what gives it a nice munchy bite okay but if your cake is really thin it means that the two parts are coming really close like the parts of the sancha like the base and the top they are actually coming really close and keeping it really thin mm-hmm. that's why mm-hmm. all the tools are sort of having a very thin wall about 1.5 mm to 2 mm or something like that and uh, that's how it comes i'm i'm really trying to keep it very simple and mm-hmm. not make it very tricky for you so mm-hmm. uh, that's how molding works in a very sort mm-hmm. of general nutshell i mean yeah. um, no but but still every piece of one washing machine yeah yeah comes out of a die individual pieces yes, and exactly. then they then they are put together assembled yeah 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 okay okay got it and the best part is thanks to the sort of awesome cad softwares we have these days we are able to check all the assemblies Mm-hmm. in the 3d environment first that's how and in that step only you can also identify what all can go in automation because there mm-hmm. might be some pieces right which needs a manual intervention every time to bring that every piece needs a manual intervention yeah because it's a lot no, like no, not that not that at stage i'm saying at the manufacturing stage no mm-hmm. so automation so as you put that in it puts a different sort of like it brings another discussion where i can sort of tell you a bit about my manufacturers like some of them have just bought a robotic arm and they mm. want to start using it it's not like 
Tesla or some deadly factory in Europe, where even from the mold, there's a robotic arm coming and taking it out and taking it there in the assembly line. Here, you have guys, man. You have guys like me and you're actually working <laughs> on the factory line, taking it out from the molds and sort of uh, seeing if there are any defects in it and then sort of sending it for assembly. So uh, automation yeah, is a little less right now. It's a little less, but we in India, we are working towards it. We are working towards it. We are We are trying to get there. No, no, no. In fact, much, yeah. not at all. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So when the first trial happens and everything is assembled together, usually it looks white, like sort of yellowish white because it's like, because it doesn't have any color. So it has your basic sort of plastic color there. So it looks like that. And basis that you start to take calls that, okay, let's um, let's sort of try these colors and sort of, uh, you know, share. Then we end up sharing Pantone codes, right? I mean, legendary Pantone, right? Pantone never dies. So there are other standards also. Pantone has been more of a graphic standard. But in India, we still use Pantone. In uh, Europe and more like developed nations, they sort of go with the RAL code, R-A-L. So RAL is basically, I mean, if I put it Pantone ka bada bhai. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that's more accurate. Mm-hmm. Like when it comes to production processes. So here we still use Pantone and there are gaps there because Pantone shows something that's meant for paper and print, right? And when it comes in plastic, it's a bit lighter. So there are issues there. So we are sort of trying to work with our manufacturers. We are sort of telling them, let's go to a RAL code and try to sort of do something there. So... I mean, this is my experience, okay? I mean, mm-hmm. don't expect me to be some deadly professional who has all professional answers and mm-hmm. is a very professional interview. So just, you know, like, I'm just trying to keep it very, very mm-hmm. normal too, yeah. Yeah. So, so where, where does these 3D printers come in? Oh, 3D printers everywhere, man. Wow, I'm so glad. I actually have a few in my office also, actually. So I tend to take out my own printouts and check them. A lot of form studies because when it comes, when, if I talk about the sculptural aspect, you really need to check how every curve is behaving, how it is looking in a certain light. So even in the office, like, you know, I have actually kept a certain lighting here, which sort of helps me sort of bounce it on to my sort of models that come out of my 3D printing. So 3D printing is a very awesome process. It has really made life easy. Yeah. And so much so that, uh, I mean, um, I had got a, uh, like a flat pack 3D printer from sort of, I had ordered it via Amazon and uh, 17K, dude, that's it, you know. So uh-huh. I actually ordered that. I assembled it together and it works like a dream. It works really, you know. Oh, so nice. Things aren't that sort of expensive because at times when people say, I'll 3D print it, for you, there's no extra cost. Okay, it's okay. But yeah, you do have very good advanced 3D printers also, which really give very good output. So some of my vendors around my office, they have pretty good 3D printers. So when I need a larger part or I need something with extreme accuracy, then I give it to them. Or 3D print. So 3D printing, it's a big asset. That's mm-hmm. one reason that my office doesn't look very messy because I don't have a workshop inside my office. Okay, so I have to go to the workshop. So the workshop is about a kilometer away from my office. So I got to go there. So in my office, I just have sort of 3D printers. So life is a little less messy. <laughs> got yeah. it. Got it. Interesting. Mm. Okay, let's take a short break here. We'll be right back.
ओके वेलकम बैक टू द शो सो नाउ सपोज द 3D फाइनल व्हाट अ वर्जन 1.0 इज रेडी now like mm-hmm. you iterate and then how, like some bit about i know i don't want to convert this into like a uh, washing machine creation no, no, it's not washing machine it's actually yeah, applicable it's actually everywhere, yeah, everywhere. Yeah, 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 yeah so yes. don't worry yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. but generally like what mm-hmm. is that the last mile like once you have locked on the final prototype from mm-hmm. there to final manufacturing and then going yeah, out yeah. to you, users once you have done the final prototype that's when you get your final payment <laughs> so, so yeah that's that's when you get paid fine like you know you have done your t0 and all that and all the milestones are done you've done something fine so that's all good yeah but once it hits the shelves yeah and that's once it hits hits the shelves that's where i sort of uh, use my team to sort of i i sort of ask them to go on to shop floors or sort of sorry not shop floors but to shops and talk to vendors or talk to shop owners talk to users that what do you think about this so that's when you get the the right feedback that that, that design is okay design is good but the dial is not correct button is not pressing hinge is not good mm-hmm. so you know it's those things that make you feel that okay design is not the only thing in the world you know there has like you need to work with your other team players you need to help them get better and you need to make sure that whatever you do you know sort of works in their favor too you know like because if you make everyone's life difficult then how will you create a good product i understand designers are a little you know okay we don't like engineers we don't like they work in a salon no doesn't work you have to work as a team right mm. i think that's what sports teaches you right like i love basketball so that sports thing has sort of come into my work as well Oh, yeah. yeah so true so true in fact i love I was, working with engineers <laughs> yeah yeah me too me too in fact i am designer second mm. but like college wise to maine engineering kiya so i am not like a qualified designer also or an engineer but yeah i was talking to this uh, user one day and i told him what about like i work in jupiter and it has got its own mm-hmm. debit card so i was saying wo aapko mm-hmm. main debit card dunga uske upar aapko aapka naam kaise likh ke chahiye so he was like he got all like uh, excited and he said fancy silver color lining mein mera naam de do mujhe mm-hmm. acha lagega card flash karte waqt bahut acha lagega i'll feel proud yeah, and yeah. i said uh, i said sir wo silver lining ke liye to plan nahi hai but aapko main 5% cashback de sakta hu and he and he flipped, nice. and he flipped. <laughs> right he said ah chalega chalega i don't mind the silver lining i don't want but that 5% uh, cashback is cashback now yeah. now the entire dynamic change right so you you suddenly yeah. feel like zero empowered from a design standpoint because you have no say uh, here like you can't really pull pull the design I, pull I a totally user through design it. i i totally get it because you know there's there's this there's there's there's, there's this one thing actually that you know half the time uh, you know many users don't really know what they want are you getting what i'm saying unless or until you make it and give it to him if for instance if you do all the stuff that you just told about the debit card that give you silver lettering shushan and all that you know he might like it okay at that time jab usse pucha humne ki aapko kaisa lagega bande ne dekha hi nahi hai to kya bolega ek bar jab uske haath mein aayega because i think this was the thing that steve jobs had also said like a long time back Like yeah. during the early days of Apple, that you know, that the consumer really doesn't know what he wants. Like, you know, how will you test out new things with him? I mean, he'll just say, you know, I don't need this. 
नेटवर्क से Even Jonathan Ive still is hands-on at 54. I'm sure mm-hmm. Dieter Rams also must have been hands-on till oh God knows 70, 80 years, right? Mm-hmm. So, so like, why do you think an industrial designer is good to be hands-on always? I mean, it's it feels it actually applies to a lot of more disciplines. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But uh, like from you, I wanted to just capture that bit. That industrial design, me, आपको लगता है कि hands-on practitioner is always good. see i'll tell you one thing like you know the only reason i sort of uh, left a stable job i had was also because i didn't want to i actually wanted to practice more and more of design so for me doing that was really important and also when it comes to being hands on i mean i can't like i can't imagine myself being uh, you know not being hands on so i personally i can't even think of an answer in myself like in my head you know Like okay, what if I was not hands-on? Because uh, for me, because our our entire subject doesn't have any books to learn from, so it's important for us to be hands-on so that the next generation learns better. You know, because if you are not hands-on with all your years of experience, what are you telling the kids in your office? You know, how are you passing on that baton? You know, and sort of. taking things there so once because this is what happens right when you are there in the studio you have your junior team which is there and you see them struggling with a few things and then you go to their machine give them a bit of a demo they understand right so that's the thing about this profession you know that uh, you got to be hands on because only then you learn more and more right i mean there's no end to it right that uh, i mean as far as i know because i stay hands on that's how i'm able to reinvent myself in the time to come like i'm always able to reinvent because when i'm hands on i keep pushing myself further and further 
I mean, because when I run my own practice, you know, people are expecting, my clients expecting new ideas to come out of me. And being in that position where everyone expects something to come out of you because that's where the buck stops. So if the buck stops at like Jonathan I or if the buck stops at Dieter Ram, you know, they got to know their shit, right? So, mm-hmm. You know, so I think I it's think also hands on is good. Yeah, I think it's also a function of uh, tactileness. Like you got to touch so many surfaces to know what's premium, uh-huh. what's not, and uh, yeah, which yeah. one to use when. And unless Absolutely. you don't touch it, I don't think so. It's possible. Touching is important, right? Because at the end, you make physical objects. You better touch and feel, and how how everything is looking, how every like a like a very small example. I'll tell you about putting your own sort of feel into products or, you know, what are the other uh, sort of finer aspects? For instance, if uh, like I was remember, I I actually remember one of my colleagues, he was working on a front load washing machine. Okay. And he wanted to basically create a nice bell sound when the door shuts rather than a cut. Are you getting what I'm saying? Like, bhaar, yeah. like yeah. not that sound, but he wanted to make a nice bell sound. Nice little soft sound. So he worked on it. You know, he tried to make that experience even nice. Mm. You know, for instance, I have an air purifier in my office. Whenever I turn it on, there's a tank, there's a very bad little beep that comes out. Okay. Even the beep has to be designed, you know, because that's what that adds to everything. Just imagine you actually start your office in the day, you know, it's nice morning, there's sun coming in your studio. Everything is nice. Birds are chirping, all that jazz. Then you start this purifier. It's like, yaar, you could do it better. So it's all these small things, you know, which really sort of enhance the experience. You know, even if I try to sort of turn on some of the switches in my office, the way they go cut, you know, if that movement could be made better, much more nicer, you know, that's would have, that would have really sort of pushed the point across, you know, he, you know, what if you were able to get to that level? So I think even in everyday objects, like smallest things, when you are pressing that pump of your hand sanitizer, you can do some things to that pump. Just make it feel nice in some way. I mean, I don't know. There's always a way to put your self-expression there, right? So Beautiful. Yeah. I, I, I think I just jumped the gun. Yeah. No, yeah. no, no. I'm I'm thinking. So I I generally when I'm I'm thinking on my own, I generally think. If I have to be like a designer in my next birth, I would be a civil mm. engineer and build bridges and roads and design mm. uh, tunnels and all. But now Actually, that you have so excited <laughs> me that, yeah, it's, it's worth exploring industrial design. It is, well. it, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> does. Actually, if you ask further me, in like, like, like in my heart, or, you know, I am still a wannabe architect. Because mostly I'm reading up on architecture, literature, architecture, interviews, everything to do with architecture. I keep looking at it so closely because industrial design as such, there's no there's no one to learn from much. But there are people always to learn from. I mean, I should not say that. But uh, when I want documented kind of learning, like, like mm-hmm. you press and you get it, like you know, that kind of learning. That is sort of there in architecture because you have such good interviews and that kind of a design process really connects well with industrial design. You know, the way architects make a building or the way their approach is towards creating those, it really sort of connects with industrial design. So you will see a lot of architects also sort of practicing, you know, industrial design as such. So yeah, yeah, in my heart, I'm a wannabe architect. (laughs) But yeah. Cool. 
Sharad, uh, I would like to conclude. I mean, it's it's very fascinating what you're sharing, and and I would like to conclude with uh, one last question. Since you are in Delhi, and the studio mm. is uh, in Delhi, Bangalore, and uh, one more place, Pune. Yes, but. थोड़ा दिल्ली का एंगल रखते हुए थोड़ा एक पॉलिटिकल क्वेश्चन था आई एम लाइक मेक इन इंडिया हमारी जो गवर्नमेंट का है तो यू वांट टू गिव अस सम इनसाइट अबाउट बिकॉज आई एम श्योर यू आर डीलिंग विद सर्टेन मैन्युफैक्चरर्स एंड आई वर्क इन इंडिया नो सो एंड एंड डीलिंग विद देम knowing their state of infrastructure how feasible it is इज इट अगेन वन काइंड ऑफ ऑप्टिक्स और इज सम वर्क रियली हैपनिंग देयर अवेलेबिलिटी ऑफ रॉ मटेरियल्स processes you know just to put it in a simple way it's about people getting peb man that's what you know like you have to get all like you know peb then full josh types okay mm-hmm. so that's why i think that's one purpose of make in india that just to get all the manufacturers in the like in the, in the entire josh field because they are they are like too many foreign goods coming in like coming in and most of our mula is going outside the country rather than staying in So, so like we actually got to make our own stuff. So that's that's the point. But the good part is, you know, uh, people are pushing themselves, man. We have improved our tooling. Our our color material finish is still sort of happening. Uh, our in terms of our electronics are getting better. We are still not making semiconductor chips, but one day we shall make, and then I'll have more of them at my disposal. but uh, yeah our manufacturers are really sort of working towards creating world class products okay so if i am saying that now probably um, uh, you know 5 6 years down the line you'll see it happening i mean i'm sure like you know because um, from a manufacturing standpoint i think china was in similar position as us about 20 years back 20 25 years back mm-hmm. you know it wasn't like it just happened like one day for them right they got really good at it too many people worked diligently they got really good at it then they took their prices really up so now making in china is not very cheap also mm-hmm. so yeah we are we we are getting there and i'm sure in our lifetime at least mine and yours we'll see some good stuff coming out of here yeah but it takes a while seeing how we work and how we our approach to work when i say our i mean all of us okay mm-hmm. the way our approach is to work that really reflects upon how we do simple things for instance if there is a person in um, it's not like saying if there is a person whose only job is to beat metal and check for holes or something like that he should be able to do that process really well matlab yaar jo bhi karo na acche se karo basically so cheeze karne ki zarurat nahi hai usme theek hai jo karo acche se karo and if everyone gets into that kind of a mindset you know where the entire factory owners also know that acha you know let's get them all together guys let's just do that one thing properly magic happens yeah i mean that's what i think you know i might be wrong because you have interviewed some really experienced people you know talking about a lot more things but i got like pretty straightforward uh, non bookish stuff to talk about no so, yeah. no 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 <laughs> yeah audio can is about yeah just gathering more perspective so yeah. there's no there's no like yeah this sometimes some things appeal to someone some may not but i am sort of a neutral observer no, 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 so and absorber so yeah <laughs> absolutely man i can see it because you were really really able to sort of you know encourage you know anyone who's a coming on board like someone like me to really sort of speak and mm-hmm. put our sort of thoughts forward awesome awesome nee thanks thanks mm-hmm. for that cool i think mm-hmm. uh, on that positive note where hopefully make in india 
becomes uh, reality very soon. We'll, we'll it is. Know. It is getting there. It is. Getting, look at the data has them. I'm not bad. That is just that the Omega R platform was being the landover. Mm-hmm. But still, man. I mean, we guys are we guys are getting there. Okay. I mean, I just all my clients are here, dude. So I have to sort of you know make yeah. sure that you know I also coach them. They also coach me. We learn from each other. And mm-hmm. yeah, that's how it goes. Yes. Yes. Cool. Thanks a lot, Sharad, for giving your time. And uh, if people welcome, have man. to, like, yeah, it's gdd dot com, gdd dot design. Okay, my, like my website. Like, I'm actually reworking the website, uh-huh. so I think they should get there in about a month's time. That'll be okay. better. Okay, so yeah, it's gdd dot design. So we have a studio based in Pune and in like Delhi, and it's run by me and my partner. My partner is Saibal Datta. He takes care of the UX wing. I'm Sharad. I take care of the ID wing. So ours is a complete product design studio. So we work on a lot of IoT link stuff, digital, physical, mixing it up, this, that. So it's crazy. It is so surprising when you talk to my partner about industrial design, you feel like you are talking to an industrial designer. And wait till I start talking about UX, you know. <laughs> just just sort of joking. Yeah, I'm not yeah. It's great, great. I'll I'll put all these uh, links in the show notes also. Once Uh again, so thanks and all the best. uh, And uh, yeah, looking forward to start using some of your products which are designed in... Yeah, yeah. Sure, sure. Awesome. Cool. And that's it from today's GAN session. For show notes and more GAN, visit audiogan.com. If you like this podcast, please don't forget to check our other interesting podcast on IVM Network. You can listen to us on IVM Podcast app, ivmpodcast.com or any of your favorite podcasting apps. To stay tuned, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at IVM Podcast. And if you wish to connect with me, I am at AudioGan Moments on Instagram. Until then, take care. It's been a great week on the IVM Podcast Network. On This Round is On Me, Gauri is joined by Shweta Nanda. They talk about the financial independence and how it is to be a woman entrepreneur. On Anish Thing, Anish welcomes ultra-marathon runner Shivani Gharat. Shivani shares her journey of how she ran her first marathon, the mindset of a runner, and what it actually takes to run a full marathon. On Cock and Bull, Cyrus, Naveen, Akash and Shreyas talk about the Korean band BTS serving in the military and its repercussions. On Think Fast, Varun and Suchita discuss Wing Greens and their latest acquisitions and about the Indian sexual wellness market. And on Shuni One, Sheila Datya is joined by Dinika Bhatia, CEO and founder of Natigritis. They talk about coming from a business family and Dinika's journey in creating healthy and guilt-free snacking. Once again, don't forget to visit our merch store on ivmpodcast.com. We have some exciting new merch out there for you. Also, do follow us on social media. We are IVM Podcasts on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram and LinkedIn. And do remember to spread the word about these shows and any other shows you might be listening to. Appreciate them, rate them and review them wherever you are listening to them. You can also check out all our other shows on youtube.com slash IBM podcasts. And finally, we would like to thank our sponsors this week. Volvo XC40 Recharge, Bumble, Heads Up for Tales, Kotak Privy League Program and HDFC Mutual Fund. Thanks guys, without you this would not be possible. Do you often find yourself surrounded by conversations about Web3, Blockchain, NFTs, DAOs? 
What are these terms and how do they affect our future on the internet? So many questions, but don't worry, we've got answers to all your questions. Hi, I'm Eklavya Bhattacharya and on our show Future Proofing, we try to decode the impact of these future technologies on various industries with experts and tech enthusiasts. Tune into new episodes coming out every Thursday on the IBM Podcast app and the website or wherever you get your podcasts from.